The Off the Huzzle Podcast would like to thank all their sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, Last Mountain Distillery, Molson Coors, Rubber Co., and Cutter and Buck Canada. Now, it's time for your starting lineup. The pro hockey player, Turner Ripplinger. The golf insider, Tori Coglin. The original co-host, Troy Koser. And your host, Drew Koser. Now, sit back and enjoy the podcast, Off the Hosel. Hey everybody, we're back to an episode off the hosel, episode 126. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. No Rip, no Troy, but we do got our good friend and co-host Tori Coglin on, as always, from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, great guest on today, but before we get into that, we got to mention this is brought to you by Rubberco. Rubberco was founded in 2021, made out of 100% recycled tires and has tons to offer. They offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com or follow us on social media at Rubberco. You can call as well, 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. Tori, what is going on, man? What's up? What's happening? How are you? What's new? Dude, it's hot as Hades down here. I can tell you that much. Nice. I'm still I'm still on my uh, Canadian vacation hangover here. Oh, not, boy. Not from liquids, just... It. Man, I just wish I was back up there. God, I felt good up there. But uh, no, just uh, started the new job and all that uh, in my first, I guess, full week, second full week, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just excited to talk golf, hockey, whatever. There's a lot of hockey stuff going on, but honestly, I'm not prepared. That's on me, <laughs> but that's okay. It happens. A lot of good signings and stuff and excitement. You probably know a lot better than I do. I'm trying to think now, but uh, not at the top of my head. But I do. Uh, you know, we where is Nas? Where is Codger going? I don't know. That was a weird one too. I feel like he just go back to Colorado, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the kid can't afford him. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But uh, a lot of golf on the last. I would say every week, but last week. Big news, Brooke Henderson wins again. Oh. And I want, is it her sixth major or 11th major? It is definitely not her 11th major. It might be her 11th win, but not major. 11th win, maybe second major. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Regardless. Though, no, 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 it's 100%. It's her second major. Okay. And it's her either 11th or 12th win. Okay, so shout out to Brooke Henderson winning again. Uh, she's clutch. She that putt she had to make on eighteen, unbelievable. Uh, she just finds a way to get it done. Tori, who won last week the PGA Tour? While we talked about that, um, and what was last week? Oh God, last week was three M uh, in Minnesota, and that's a fantastic question. Why don't you read off another ad or something like that? <laughs> Well, uh, before we do that, because I want to talk, we have a good guest on today, and he's currently at the Rocket Mortgage uh, event. And where's that one? Uh, Detroit. I point to you. You speak. Moneyball. Uh, in Detroit, uh, great guest on. We'll get that in a little bit here. I want to talk about the Saskatchewan seniors on in Estevan. Going on as we speak. Sorry, Tony Finau. 
Tony. I, I knew that. What am I talking about? Yes, I saw the interview. Yes. Hard to watch all that golf. There's a lot of golf going on. But Tony Finau wins. Congrats to him. And I want to go find the golf Saskatchewan stuff because I believe Kim Walker has just won her third in four years. Is that cool. a How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Yep. Third time in four years for her. Let's go to the mid-masters. I'm trying to pull the stats up right now up in Esteban. Phelps, he was doing pretty nice. Uh, actually, he might be senior now. Chris Carley was in fourth. I know I talked to him last night. And what do you have to say? Uh, it was. He said it was windy yesterday. I know that much. Okay, well, let's go to the mid-masters 40-plus. Rick Halberg is even through 16. Uh, one or sorry, one under today, even for the tournament, he's winning by three. Uh, Carly, he's winning the mid masters, the mid masters 40 plus. Wow, Chris Carly's up senior. there at third. Daryl Chewy is in there as well. Uh, let's say, oh, they sold around today by Chris Reed, a little 68. Hello, Chris Reed, the quietest guy I've ever played golf with. The senior men's at uh, plus 55 plus. Hallberg at even. Brent Watt Pika plus three. Rick Hillstead plus four. Colin Coben plus four with a smooth 68 today. Nice playing there, uh, Cobes. Um, let's go back to what else can we find on here? Whatever. What's a super senior? What's that all about? The super I think senior. that's 65 plus. Yeah. I could be wrong. Rick Hillstead at plus four. Colin Coben plus four. Daryl Horlock, beauty from Regina. Hawk, good round. 73 today. So that's kind of your golf Saskatchewan um, updates there. Um, yeah. What else we got here, big boy? Dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the leaderboard here. I got to sneeze. It's wicked listening right now. Okay. Anyways, you go ahead. I wanted to bring up something that I saw. Oh, Bubba Watson is the next player to join Live Series. Uh, he'll be leaving the PGA to go join over there. And I saw some comments about uh, the tours getting stronger and stronger every day. I don't know. I don't agree or disagree. Um, man, we we're we're gonna talk about this for a long time now. I think that there's a ton of money coming out of there and. I've talked to people that think that the money's never going to run out. So, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. But Bubba really doesn't surprise me a whole lot because, like, and a lot of guys have talked about, and, and I fully understand, like, me having kids. It, like, a lot of guys talk about, like, more time with family and stuff. And I know, like, we've all seen it on Golf Channel. Like, Bubba is huge about family. So, right. that doesn't shock me one bit. He's done all he needs to do on tour. He's won a bunch. He's got two masters. Like, he's got nothing to prove. So why not yeah. go make a boatload of money and work for 14 weeks a year? Like, who who wouldn't, you know, like I said last episode, like, who would turn that down? I don't know. I, I'm still, if I got offered, I'm not sure if I'd go or if I wouldn't go. I just it depend on the money I'm making, where I'm at, and, you know, who's got me to that point. And I, I, I know loyalty is a thing and I'm bit into it, but you know, if sometimes if there's better offers, maybe there's a different uh, conversation to be had for some guys, but um, 
I don't know. It's uh, kind of like what our guest said today, though. It's kind of their choice. Fucking Hallberg is charging right now. Love it. Um, Sorry. Dave, Dave <laughs> Faraday left last week, right? I believe he's joining the Live series as well. Yeah, and I heard a rumor that Gary McCord might be going too. Bring bring the band back together. Remember McCord and Faraday together? Man, I've been everywhere. Was that ever good? Um, Phelpsy making a move. Sorry, I'm just seeing, just now seeing the leaderboard. This is pathetic. <laughs> Marty Ring sixth place. We got we got live action going on in Estevan here, boys. And girls. and girls. There you go. Uh, what did else? I wanted to talk hockey for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, NHL, who signed, who didn't sign. Oh, Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers. Whoa. For Huberto and Mackenzie Wiga. Like, I, and now, okay, hold on. Before you jump in, I loved how everyone's like, Good luck signing those guys early. Or, or also, he's like, yeah, I, I'm opening up to signing a long-term contract. Everyone's like, what What do they want them to say? No, I'm only here for nine months, and then I'm out. Like, they're they're told to say those things. Yeah. But do you think Hubert doesn't? Yeah, just give me seven months, miss playoffs, and I'll be out. See you, boys. No. Yeah. The, so, at, at first, I thought Calgary crushed that trade. I still but then, but then I found out that Huberto's only one year left, and he ain't staying there. Let's be honest. I I really think he will. Um, well, I think him and McKenzie I'll bet you Huber, a hundo right now. I think they're both gonna stay. Why not? Dude, for for once now, Huberto actually might get talked about. He's one of the best players in the NHL the last ten years. He's only scored a hundred points the last three. He's unbelievable. Like maybe signs a three-year deal i don't know okay I've, I've got my maple leaf sunglasses on right now he ain't going there i think no listen just listen to me let's send one of the big four not named matthews okay matthews so one of the other three straight up. <laughs> over to calgary for a first rounder and then sign Caudry. who leaves yeah He's already said he'd never go back there. No, that's this is in my dream world. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Because that's the exact type of player the Leafs fucking need. Kadri? Yeah. Well, they ran him out of town there in Toronto. That's what they do there. The media runs him no, out. No, I understand that. Not I'm just you, saying. I'm, I'm in a dream fan. world right now. I'm in, I'm in dream town. I'm in dream town. <laughs> You're such a loser. Okay, so, okay, I like that Huberto went there. Kachuk goes to Florida. I kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's the perfect guy for the media right now. Yeah, I already hate Edmonton now. Or he's like, I hate Edmonton, but now I hate Florida or Tampa even more. It's like, just loves to stir the pot up right away before August even starts. Hey, how's Christmas at the Kachuks in for the next, like, 20 years? Like, between the two... Well, they're not well, going to Ottawa, so they're they're going to Florida for sure. Keith Keith made God knows how much, and then you've got Brady and Matt, who are combined going to bring in about 170 schmill. It's going to be a little different than Christmas at the Coglins. 
Well, and they're not doing Ottawa. They're doing a South Florida. So uh, that was a big trade. I'm not going to lie. I, I still think Calgary wins. They're going to St. Louis. What are you talking about? Calgary currently wins the trade right, as of right now. They win the trade until the day that they don't resign. Then it's then they lost. They ain't resigning. I think they will. Calling it right now. How about if I win, you actually get me some some tailor made? Yeah, well, if, if I if I own them for sure, I would, Tori. So uh, I'll try my best cool. for you, buddy. All right, um, appreciate. What it. else you want to go to today before we go to our guest? Uh, I don't have much more, man. The guest was awesome. What about grind your um, gears? Oh boy, god dang it! Hey, you also texted me yesterday with some notes. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Go ahead. And- ad oh. readers <laughs> sorry you are blowing it today this is like dude i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you can't keep your shit together right now hey, i apologize read- to every no i've got kids squealing and got food on the anyways okay tori's got some notes here for everyone uh for some grinds my gears and also some random name you brought on my phone so um any 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 time now tori come on okay up here here Two two random things I texted to, to uh, Drew. What happened to Boo Weekly? He just like uh, fell off the face of the earth. That's let's Google it later. Boo Weekly. Next. Now one. he always did say once he got to a comfortable place, he was going to quit golf and just hunt and fish every day. That's all he wanted to do. Well, that's probably what he's doing then. And I believe I heard from a fairly good source who was friends with um gosh i can't even think of his name but another tour player who has gone on somewhere else i don't know what happened to him i'll think of his name um anyways uh that boo like literally was living in a trailer like just lived like like when i say trailer like a double wide oh like an rv no like a like a house trailer oh sick yeah okay and uh the other (laughs) this is the other one sorry this was may or may not have been late at night did we ever find out who the guy at the hockey rink was that put the snow in his hair what was this again someone's got to know this you said you were walking into the hockey rink and a oh, guy yeah. Oh, yeah. bent down and picked up snow and put it in his hair to slick his hair back. We <laughs> we need to we gotta find out who that is. That was like 38 episodes ago. How do you remember that? That's all I no, I have not seen I don't that know. Again. That guy probably started a business on Shark Tank. Like this is the best hair product for your needs. It's snow. Who knows? We got we gotta find out who that guy is. So that's a good point. Uh okay. Anything else for our guest? No, go ahead. Okay, our guest today, former college, uh, not college, former, <laughs> former. I saw that at work today. We high, can't, we can't say it on air. High school quarterback, collegiate golfer, now caddies for Ricky Fowler, slick Rick since two thousand nine. Uh, Joe Stavron, this guy is a beauty. We actually just missed the household full of Max Homa himself. And who else was there? Uh, oh, it was a it was a name that's not a big name. But we also never asked where Ricky was staying. Damn. Probably the Ritz. 
He's up. He's upstairs having a snooze in the cot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick, get down here. Uh, okay. So yeah, Joe Scavron, he's a beauty. He had a lot of good stories. He's been on the tour a long time, been through a lot of big events, uh, some wins with Ricky. They've been together. They grew up together. It's actually a really, really cool interview. Um, yeah. I've, Super cool, dude. That he too. could not be more California. That and he works out. Like I said, like he calf races for sure. Um, yeah, Joe, <laughs> was... Joe, Joe Stavron, uh, Tori, anything else before we go to our interview here? What's that? Anything else before we go to, go to Joe? I don't think so, man. I'm just, uh, looking forward to seeing where Cadre signs and also, uh, excited to see what else happens with this golf Saskatchewan senior championship. Absolutely. Congrats, Kim. Maybe after the interview, we'll find out who wins. Uh, so here is Joe Scavron, episode 126. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. All right, pleased to have on today an absolute beauty he's from Murrieta, California. He's a former star quarterback, former college golfer, and he's a professional caddy for Ricky Fowler since 2009. We couldn't be happier to finally have him on. So after all that, we welcome him on Joe Scavrin. What's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, we're good. Scavrin. I nailed it. Did I name it? I nailed it. No. I said you guys right. can say it how everyone says it different. My parents say it different than me, so I'm not real picky about it. How, how does your mom say it? My mom and dad say scovering. Oh, scovering. Oh, we're I both. I think wrong. that's that's more there from Wyoming and and Montana, and that's the accent. Like I say scovering. So, I was pretty sure I was saying it all week, like scovering. I'm like, oh yeah, we're having we're having Scoby on here. Yeah. That's not it. You can say it however you want. I don't, well, me. we got Joe on. That's pretty sick. So, <laughs> uh, okay, Joe. First, before you're going here, I want to know: Are you currently at the Rocket Mortgage right now? Yes. Where are you staying? It looks kind of sweet. Their house? Um, well, I am currently at a house uh, with Max Homa and Joe Griner. So right. they are out on the golf course right now. So I'm here chilling. We played in the morning. They're playing in the afternoon. Nice. Uh, well, do you want to walk through day one? How's the course playing? Are you tough? Hard? Um, you know, it's, it's a really good golf course, but for these guys, it's not super tough. I mean, if you're driving it good, you can really take advantage of this place. Um, it's like anywhere you don't drive it well, someplace can get hard, but the afternoon it it's blowing a bit more. So they're definitely going to have a little bit more challenge than we had. We had the last few holes. It was kind of getting gusty, but they were supposed to have it all afternoon. Oh, wow. how did boss play today? Uh, we didn't do our best. Uh, got off to kind of a tough start with three over early and then he kind of battled it back and uh, shot one over. Okay. So tomorrow I'll let a standard 65 and he's right back in it. Exactly. There it is. Yeah. You can do it quick here. Oh, really? What color are we going with tomorrow? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm wearing. I, and I don't, I have no idea what he's wearing. He always surprises me. So he doesn't wear as much bright stuff as he used to though. You know, what, Hey, what's fun. your standard like khaki shorts, white shirt kind of thing. I'm not a khaki short guy. I'm from Southern California. I don't do khakis very often. Uh, a lot of gray or black shorts. Um, a lot of gray and black shirts as well, but I'll throw in the blue or the green here, here or there. I like Holy it. Okay, and then before you're going all about you, are you glasses or no glasses? I am sunglasses. Golf yeah. shoes with no spikes or just runners? Um, usually runners. Okay, this has been fun. All right, Joe. Uh, okay, first <laughs> off, I want to know what's new with you, what's going on. Obviously, you're at a tournament right now, but what's happening in your world? I mean, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. We're going to talk about that a little later, but, you know, what's up in your world and, you know, what's going on? Just a lot of this, really. We've been playing a pretty good amount, you know, week at home here or there. We were we were at Travelers. We were in Scotland. Um, we obviously weren't in the Open Championship, so watched that from home. That was the first time in a while. We'd been in every one since I've been out here. So um, I actually kind of enjoyed watching it. I'd much rather been there, but I'm still a big golf fan. And it was I forgot what it's like to get up at, you know, out there on uh, Arizona time, you know, get up at five and golf's on and ready to go. And um, so it was fun to watch that. That's awesome. Wicked. Joe, uh, on this podcast, you know, we backtracked a lot of things and I want to chat about, you know, obviously where you grew up, uh, hobbies. I, I mentioned you were a quarterback. I mean, were you a hockey guy too at all? I mean, like, where, where were you, what, what were you doing as a young, you know, Joe? So I was always pretty into golf. I got into golf at nine. My dad's a PGA professional. My dad's like, I think he's on 50 years now. He's 75 and he's been in it since he got out of college. Wow. Um, so he was always running golf courses and I grew up around golf, but he's a huge sports fan. So football was my second love. Like we're diehard charger fans. So that was big in our house. That was like religion in our house. And uh, we went to every game um, at the Murph and Qualcomm on Sundays until they moved. Um, golf, obviously uh, played basketball in high school a little bit. That was more just because I went to a small high school. I probably wouldn't have played anywhere else dabbled in hockey but it was roller hockey there's not much ice oh, hockey yeah. in southern california i had a few friends that did it that were really into it and played travel and everything but i played two years of roller hockey and that was about the extent hockey fan wise i was into it at that time when the kings were really good you know with uh, gretzky and robitaille and kelly rudy and all them but other than that <laughs> i don't watch a whole lot of hockey it's kind of like you got to pick nba or hockey it's hard to watch both and i've just always been a little bit more of an nba guy but the sport's really fun to watch and I enjoy playoff hockey, but I'm, I'm not really that savvy in the hockey world. That caught me by surprise when you said the Kings were really good and you said Gretzky and Robitaille because they, they went on a absolute tear in the early 2010s. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were nasty to it. They went what two cups and no back to back two and three years, two and three, I think. Oh yeah. See, that was after I was out of hockey. I know they went on that tear and everything. But I was into it in, you know, the 90s. So that's, you know, when I was growing up. So so, so is Murrieta near uh, San Diego? Yeah, we're about – where I grew up was about 45 minutes to uh, Qualcomm Stadium. You okay. know, 45, 50 minutes, no traffic to downtown San Diego. I oh. got you. I, I spent the last year working in uh, Eureka and Grass Valley. Oh, like okay. Way up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, I used to play inline hockey that we call inline up here. It's no longer a thing now, but man, I used to love, that might be my favorite sport of all time. And I played hockey for, you know, I played junior and whatnot. I coach hockey now. 
but man, that, that sport is unbelievable. It's, it's fast. Like there's a lot of quick plays and you're going quick and you're on wheels. Like, yeah, man, it's unbelievable. I love it. I'm not sure how fast I was or the guys I was playing against, but I had a lot of fun doing it. So. Hey, do you also know that Tori's a caddy too? He's a caddy right now. Oh, I didn't realize that. No. What are you caddy? Used to. Or well, you? kinda part-time part-time. All right. But All right. Who, Hey, Hey, speaking of that, who, who else have you caddied for? So full-time Ricky's the only full-time job I've had out on the PGA tour. So, mm-hmm. and I've only done one fill-in week uh, in my 13 years last year at Memphis, um, Patrick Cantlay's caddy um, came down with COVID and I was actually on a boys trip up in Whitefish, Montana. And we had been there for about a day and a half and I got a call and then I flew from there to Memphis and he wasn't getting in Wednesday. So I was able to do it. Um, and then before that, the way I got into caddying was a couple of my friends. Um, I grew up with Brendan Steele who plays mm-hmm. the Nows, won three times out there. And, um, and then a girl by the name of Charlotte Mayorkas was at our course as well. And she played the LPGA for a few years. So I filled in for them. I probably did eight events and a couple majors for her when she was kind of bouncing around caddies. And then I did probably 15 to 20 events for steel. We roomed together on many tours. You know, I was usually around the cut line. So when I missed the cut and he was in contention, I'd go caddy for him the last round. Um, that's kind of how I got into it. Well, I appreciate you answering my first question. What was that? Happy <laughs> <laughs> you got into it. Hey, you and me have something in common. We only caddy for Ryder Cuppers. I'm oh, yeah. Sandy Lyle and Jim Gallagher. That's it. Oh, wow. Look at you. All right. All right. Nice. Um, okay. But, so that, uh, hold on, Tori. That, that kind of went to my like 15th question down the road here. But Joe, so you got into caddying. That's how you got in. I was going to ask the same thing because my cousin did it. Like he, he played pro golf and then just the talent level was unbelievable. And the, I think he just switched into caddying. I mean, he started doing it for a few different guys. I think Hugo Leon for a bit. And then he went to Fuego. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I don't know the few guys, but then he got on with Abe and then just rolled him out for a long time. You know, maybe walk us through how you met Dale, and then I mean, even like the grind of a you know day to day as a caddy. So Dale, I met back in 2007. I played one Canadian tour event, and it was down in that Cancun area, pretty close to where we play Mayakoba. I can't remember the name of the resort it was. And I was good friends with a guy named Byron Smith, who Dale ended up working for. Right. That. And so they hung out out on the Canadian tour and I met Dale. And the funny thing is the next time that I met Dale, I knew who he was because he caddied for Byron and stuff, but I wasn't around him. We were in the shuttle from the airport to Mayakoba a few years ago when he was working for Abe. And I'm like, man, I met you in 2007 down here in the same place, like, you know, within a few miles. It was pretty funny. We had a chuckle about it, but. Yeah. So did you play on the Canadian tour? No, I didn't. I played that one event. I got an exemption somehow through my buddy that was an agent and he got me in there, but no, I didn't play the Canadian tour. Oh, okay. Okay. So then let's go back to some golf. Then. So you played college golf, but before we go to that, did you play like, were you a good junior? I mean, like I've seen, I've seen some, some of your scores and whatnot, but like, were you good at, junior golf and then you just went on to play college or you know walk us through that yeah i mean ricky would tell you my peak was 14 years old so i was kind of like 12 to 14 i was pretty good i won a lot of golf tournaments and uh you know 
traveling around playing a lot of stuff junior world and finished high there and got to go to japan and a lot of stuff like that and a lot of local tournaments and then you know was a pretty good high school golfer but i wasn't at the national level i wasn't anything at that point and then went to uc santa barbara for a year on a scholarship and then transferred to division three and then had a couple pretty good years there where i was an all-american and and did he did pretty well there and then played good in some city stuff and different amateur events but on the national level after kind of 13, 14, I was never really relevant. What, what caused you to transfer if you don't mind me asking? So what's funny about that is at the time I was redshirting and I decided I wanted to play football again. So I wanted to find somewhere that I could play <laughs> both. And I was a D2, D3 caliber football player. I'm not the biggest guy in the world. And, um, so I found a place that I could play both. And then I had a good summer of golf and I decided just to play golf there and I didn't play football. So, gotcha. Yeah. So where is the university of Laverne? Is that, where's that? The best way I could describe it. It's probably 20 to 25 miles east of LA, I guess it would be. It's like not that far from Ontario airport for people that are familiar with Southern California. It's kind of nestled in between Ontario rain, Pandora, you know, Ontario, that kind of like not that far from Pasadena. It's just right in there. It's where like the 210, the 57 freeways kind of meet right there in the 10. You're, you're just yeah. talking stats to me right now. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> if you're not from Southern California, it's tough. It's just a little small town. So, and I, I talked to Drew before and I, I said, let's not talk all about Ricky. So like, how did you guys meet? So we grew up in the same town. I'm eight years older than him. So I've known Ricky since he was four and a half. Uh, my mom ran the local junior golf association and she's run it. Like they're actually having their last tournament. My parents are moving side note and they're shutting down the junior golf association. And so today's their last day, uh -huh. um, but she's been running it since 1989 off and on. She had a couple breaks in there, but um, so I met Ricky through that and he's actually the only person she's ever let play in tournaments before five and so i always tell her she was one for one on the one she picked so that's cool well tell us about this yeah. junior golf camp they have yeah that's so it's, just, it's a local local junior golf association it was started before we got up into the area and then my mom got involved when my dad got a job up there as a, as a head pro director of golf at one of the clubs and she she's been involved with it for a long time um, and then my dad's gotten involved the last number of years and they've run it together. And it's an old school junior golf association. They keep the prices down. They do one and two day events. They do 20 to 25 a year. Our alumni are pretty good. Like Ricky Fowler, Brendan Steele, they used to run an international event that was really cool for three days. And when I was growing up and so I played with Adam Scott in that event, um, we had teams from the Philippines and Australia and all over the world come over and play. So that was a, a very cool event they would have at the week before Junior World, which was in San Diego every year. Mm -hmm. So my parents have just always been involved with golf and, and kids in golf. So that's hey, awesome. That's unbelievable. But also speaking of Adam Scott, are you concerned that Adam Scott's caddy took his place as the best looking caddy on tour? Well, they're no longer <laughs> you know that's from? So you know that's from, that's from yeah. uh, Drew <laughs> Stoltz. <laughs> yeah, so they're no longer together, but Lamonti is now working for Keith Mitchell. And um, 
Yeah. Drew likes to say he's the best looking guy out there on tour, which I'm totally fine with. I agree. So that's a, <laughs> that is a beauty though. Uh, okay. Joe, my question is, does it, we, we don't want to talk all about Ricky because it's about you. I want to know what your like day-to-day lifestyle is. I mean, I talked to my cousin here and there, about what yeah. they do as preparation when not later. Are you, you know, are you just strictly doing calf races, you know, a little week before the tournament? Are you doing like workouts? Are you doing squats? Like, like, what You're you such an here? idiot, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to know what an off week's like or a work off week? week you know, or, or even during the week. I mean, like, obviously I know you guys walk around you know, the courses and do all the, the Bushnell shooting and whatnot, but you know, I don't know. Walk me through what you're doing for, uh, you know, for a pro for your, for your boss. Jesus. True. Okay. So work week standard is get in there on Monday. Um, as I've gone on, if we've played a golf course a lot, you know, Ricky's usually going to do nine and nine, nine Tuesday, nine Wednesday, especially with the pro-ams, a lot of nine and nines there. So nine hole pro-am. So then a lot of times now Monday's my travel day. I'll walk it on Tuesday do anything I need to do with the yardage book. Then we'll play a pro-am on Wednesday. He'll practice a bit on Tuesday. He'll practice a bit before or after the pro-am on Wednesday. And that's kind of the extent of that. Now a major week or somewhere we haven't been, I'm walking on Monday. He's probably playing 18 Tuesday. He's playing nine or 18 Wednesday. So it's a little bit more extensive. You're at the course a lot more. Um, when we're not at the course, you know, this afternoon, I mean, for example, we got done early. We didn't practice after. I went and ran some errands, grocery store, you know, Starbucks, did a little workout, you know, yeah, did. a painter back home and things like that, you know, trying to make sure they're getting into my parents are moving. So getting in the house there and just normal stuff that people would do um, at night, you're putting in the pins, you know, going over the yardage book, the leaves, all that kind of stuff used to be a bit more detailed there when we had greens books, you got to put in the greens books and the yardage book, but now just the yardage book those are banned um just making sure when i'm walking a golf course making sure you know i've got the spots we're trying to hit it off the tee with different winds um you know any tees are going to move leaves around the greens so i've got my notes from all the past i got you know a couple um little storage things full of yardage books pull out the old yardage book convert whatever i need to if there's changes seeing if there's anything there and just kind of making sure we're ready to go wow so that that brings something up like who checks and sees if you have like the old greens books um i think they're just pretty much from we've been told they're going on the honor system so okay i I think there's been a couple incidences on the champions tour from what i've been told um where guys have noticed somebody else using it called them out and it was true um we are allowed to have them in practice rounds and you're allowed to reference them in your prep at home at night but Mm -hmm. you can't make any notes from that book all of your notes have to be something that you've actually experienced so you can't be writing in there 2.0 or lines from there or things like that um you can't how can you not make like an arrow what's that how can how can they not let you write an arrow like i used to always have arrows yeah they're probably not going to question that we're still doing arrows and everything else so they're not going to question an an arrow now if it looks like you're making straight lines and you're doing things to try to help that out that's coming and copied from a book Mm -hmm. then they're going to that's going to be a problem but if you're out there you could you could go out there and go around all the old pins and aim point and come up with it and say this is 2.0 and have an arrow and like you can draw all that in the book but you have to have experienced it and done it yourself you can't just copy from the book 
I always, I always wonder how they police that because I remember like before, like I didn't have greens books, but like, I'd always like find the fall line basically. Yeah. And you know, where's yep. the straight putt from? And, yeah. and then you basically, for me, at least as a golfer and a caddy, I'd base it off the fall line. Yeah. Like it's going absolutely. this way to that way, you know, whatever I'd put like eight, what I thought would be pin positions, but anyways, um, one other thing you said, you said you went to work out. Do you, do the caddies get access to the uh, fitness trailer? No, we don't. So we've got to find a gym or do something like I just did something here today with some bands and something pretty light. Um, but, you know, you either got to get a hotel with a gym or find a gym in the area. Gotcha. Oh, so what are you standing now? Are you guys at an Airbnb or what? Uh, yeah, we're just in a little house not too far from the golf course. So, um, yeah, Rocket takes pretty good care of all of us. I'm a Rocket guy, so they take pretty good care of me. And then, uh, you know, I think they set Max up with this house, and they do a good job. So they, they make sure they take care of us. Nice. Well, How hey, common is that that you'll stay with a player, especially not your own player? Uh, not real common. I mean, stay with Max a bit. I, I hang out with Max and his caddy, Joe, quite a bit. I mean, when we're at home, we're playing golf once or twice a week together, and we're hanging together. And so um, – they're two of my closer friends out here. He needs to hurry the hell up and get back so we can get him on. <laughs> get, get two birds stoned at once. There you go. Hey, also, Joe, I'm going to Nationals August 21st, 24th. If you're in Toronto, just um, hop on the bag. We'll, we'll figure something out for you. You stay in my hotel. Okay. We'll so what is this? What are you playing in? Uh, what's it called, Tori? The mid The Canadian mid-am, Drew. Canadian mid-am championships, yep. Holy oh, fuck. Nice. Yeah. Wow, so you can play a little bit. Yeah, once in a while, yep. Yeah. I mean, if I had a caddy with arrows and dots going everywhere, I'd probably be, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe on the championship tour soon. Drew, you pay for my flight. I'll come up, buddy. I've only been to five of them. Not a big deal. Uh, Joe, question. Okay, so now now we're gonna, I'm going to ask three questions based on your job every day, and we've already done it the whole time. But you've been with Ricky since 2009. You know, how has the ride been? You guys have had some success. Uh, man, I, used, I, I love this guy. I, when I was younger, I was like, I want to be like him. I, you know, I used to watch, there was a TV show called uh, High School Musical. He looks exactly like Zac Efron. I'm sure he's heard that tons of times in his life. Um, man, I, I think it's so cool. Not only to talk to you, but, you know, you get to hang out with your buddy since you were, you know, nine and four years old. Just walk us through your time since, uh, you know, 09 and, and you know, all your success. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I mean, to come out here with him, you know, all the success he's had, you know, getting to do four Ryder Cups, three President's Cups getting to be around the people I've gotten to be around in golf, outside of golf, um, you know, what it's done for my life, you know, the, you know, being a part of him winning the players championship and a playoff event and, you know, two European events and Tigers event and the whole thing and being in contention in majors. I mean, it, it's been such a ride. Um, and those first 10 years were pretty successful for us. You know, there weren't a whole lot of bumps in the road, you know, our bumps were, Oh, we didn't get it done in a major or, you know, right. something like that. And these last three years have been a little different for both of us, you know, and uh, it, it's pretty common in golf. You know, there's very few guys that get through a whole career without that bump in the road. And um, so there's been a little bit of that, you know, these last three years and it's been a bit different, you know, don't know your schedule as much, you know, deciding on a Thursday to go the next week, you know, cause you got to commit by Friday and Hey, you know, chasing the world ranking, you know, before Augusta or things like that, trying to get in events, you know, heading over to the Scottish, not knowing if we were in the British open or not. And just a lot of things like that, you know, right now we're 
battling to try to make the playoffs. And uh, last year we didn't, you know, came down to the last event, we didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, before it was kind of like, if it wasn't tour championship, it wasn't, you know, the year we expected. So it's definitely been a bit different, but uh, you know, it's part of, it's part of the whole thing. Are, are you ever nervous at tournaments? Like do you um, get the nerves like a player would? Yeah. I think it's different than a player. I think you get, you definitely, the juices are flowing a lot more when you're in contention or, you know, a big event that you know you got a chance in and things like that, or big moments, your juices are definitely flowing, but you don't have to hit a shot. So it's so much different. You know, you can be objective. You can kind of take a step back. Um, early on though, like things would kind of get moving fast. He likes to play fast. Mute me, mute me. Sorry. Um, so, you know, with that, that would kind of, you have to learn to like slow things down in the big moments, you know, make sure you're going through the whole process. There's a learning curve in all that, um, kind of learning what your guy needs in those big moments, things like that. Um, but as far as like getting nervous, I, I wouldn't say it's definitely a different level than, than it is with players, you know? Okay. So Joe, that kind of, that's my next question. Like walk us through like a shot process and communication and pre-shot routine. I mean, like, you know, you're not taking the shot, but like you're saying, Hey, it's 145 to the front, 150 to the flag, whatever. Don't be left. Got to be right. Yeah. Like there's gotta be some like, okay. Like, I mean, those 30 seconds probably over the ball, you're like, Oh, just please hit it good. And you know, just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I, when I'm watching on TV, I'm like, you know, don't go left. You know, there's water there or just funnels off. Like, you know, what are your, your talks like with Ricky? Just, Hey, like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know the, where I'm going with this, but like when you're saying, Hey, Ricky, what are you thinking? And he's saying six and you're, and you're, you're like, Oh, you should hit seven. Like, what are you guys talking about? Kind of thing. Yeah. There's definitely those times. I mean, especially when wind swirling, you know, or, you know, greens have gotten really baked out and, you know, you're picturing a shot and maybe they're picturing something different. And most shots, it can be two different clubs. It's just how you're hitting that shot, right? So, you know, getting stuck into there's only one right one is, I think, a little bit tough. And, you know, it's always kind of up to the player, especially when you're playing in wind and things like that. They've got to kind of feel what kind of shot they're hitting. Um, but you definitely, there's times where you step in and you're like, no, man, it's eight. And you're like, all right, I hope he gets all this eight, you know, because he yeah. wanted to hit a little seven, you know, things like that for sure. Um, or, man, I hope this wind doesn't switch back to that. You know, we we use a clock system and, you know, it's 2.30, you're playing the hurt to a back pin, trying to land it four short of it. And he's hitting more club, kind of trying to hit a cut back into it. And you're like, man, this wind switches or he pulls this or catches it, you know, we're going to be in a bad spot kind of a thing. But um you still, that's, that's just part of the job, you know, and like, you're going to make some mistakes out here. You're not always going to get it right. The mistakes that are unacceptable or, you know, giving wrong information, giving a wrong number, things like that, but you're going to miss reads. You're going to, you're going to get clubs wrong. You're going to, you're going to see a shot different than him, you know, and sometimes you've got to go with him and make him feel confident about it, even if you don't agree with it, you know? So there's, right. there's a lot of that psychology kind of, involved in it and knowing how to talk to your player and maybe asking them questions so they can make the decision. And it's not just you making a decision and they feel better about it. You know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Dude, that's the worst feeling in the world when you do screw something up like that. Like I remember one time I was with Sandy and we had, we had 158 to a Creek and I told him 185 
and he laid it up he laid it up like two feet short of the creek and he's like what the hell was that and i was like my bad dude <laughs> yeah it's the worst you like, oh uh, you feel like dog shit the rest of the round yeah for sure um yeah i've given two bad numbers in my 13 years with him and they both come at the bmw championship in chicago for some reason i have no idea why <laughs> and one time i i went the wrong way off the sprinkler and it was to a back panty airmailed the green and i i realized it walking up to the green i'm like man i gave you the wrong number there and he went and got it up and down and we oh, moved thank on god and then the next time i gave him the wrong head i went off the wrong head in the rough i don't know what happened got in a rush whatever it was and this ball he hits it he hits it good and you look at it and you you know he hit it good and he's 15 yards short of the front edge. And I'm like, what happened? I'm looking at my, and I'm like, I looked at the next head. Oh man. I'm like, dude, you're never going to miss one. But I gave you the wrong night. He got it up and down. So both times he got out of the repar, we moved on, but you know, kind of give me a hard time the rest of the round. Like you sure that one's right. You know, and with him, he doesn't carry a yardage book a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm responsible for the number at all times. Pretty much. I'm the one getting the number. He's had his moments where he'll, check them as well but for the most part i do it so you're double and triple checking and getting up there and making sure you've got it before you give it to them to make sure there's no mistakes so dude th those two up and downs you were 10 times more pumped than he was oh yeah <laughs> he got oh play. yeah oh yeah for sure i remember who was i think it was sandy he would make me count his clubs three times before we teed off he was like petrified of that i guess because he was good buddies with woosnam and after yeah. the woosnam yeah. catastrophe but um, I brought up nerves earlier, and you you kind of like glossed over the Ryder Cup. What what is the Ryder Cup like to be on the bag? I mean, man, the first one was unbelievable. The first one, I mean, I was kind of I'm a rookie on tour, you know, just got done with my first year. You know, was that 2010? Sorry, that was 2010. Okay, yeah. and you know, we'd been around Phil and Bones a bit, so I knew them. But you know, I had never been around Tiger, never been around Stevie um you know we were like the new kids on the block and uh Corey Pavin was great he he was fantastic with both Ricky and I I mean doing a great job of making us feel a part of it the guys all did a great job of it uh but you know it ended up coming down to Ricky and you know he had to come back in that match uh for those of you that don't remember like he was I do <laughs> four down with six to go I believe it was and you know one four out of the last five or whatever it was four out of the last six made those two putts to send it back to the Hunter Mayhan Graham McDowell match. Otherwise it was over. And the putt he made on 17 was probably as excited as I've ever been on a golf course. I mean, I was pretty pumped and the roars were nuts. And even though it was over there, it was crazy atmosphere. And then he made the one on 18. And I remember bones running down the hill after me going nuts. And it, it was really cool. Cause we were like, all right, we're still alive. Let's go. And, you know, we hadn't won a match that whole week. Uh, I, I think we had another tie and so it was a big tie. It wasn't a win, but it was a big tie to kind of send it there after the start. And, um, the, ex the whole experience was cool, you know, meeting tiger for the first time and, um, you know, hanging out with him and, you know, being around all the guys, it was just, it was really cool. And they're all, they're all so much fun. And like my last one, you know, I kind of was one of the older guys on there that had done, you know, the most, you know, I, done the most or second most i think jimmy johnson was on that on that team when he was with justin and so he had done more than me but kind of got to the point that 
I was one of the guys that had been around the most. So it was kind of wild that it got to that point. He only goes with studs. <laughs> Jimmy <Yeah>. Johnson. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wasn't asked now. Some, oh, what's, uh, what's in the, the golf bag for a snack, whether it's for you or for Rick E. So Slick Rick's, Rick's a, uh, usually some type of almond butter and banana sandwich kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, I'm more of a bar guy. So I've usually got a couple bars in there. Um, pretty simple, nothing, nothing crazy. Both do hydration drinks and that's about, hey. that's about all. So, Here's one for you. So I played in the, in the men's amateur two years ago and uh, one of our other co-hosts, he's not here today, but he was my caddy and he was great. He slugged around probably 30 golf balls and 17 water bottles for like four days. How many go- and I didn't lose a ball. I didn't lose a ball in four days. I felt so bad. How many balls uh, does does Ricky carry in his bag? Before you answer that, what the fuck are you doing with 30 balls in your yeah, bag? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Tournaments, I don't know. It was weird. Even this last one, this last event in the in Yeah, it is weird. I only I only carried seven. So okay. If I lose more than seven golf balls, I'm getting off the golf course. But exactly. This time I carried seven. But anyway, so not about me. It's about Rick and you. Usually nine to 12. And that's more just because you're not because you're worried about losing them, but just, you know, scuff them, anything, you know, throw them out, get them out of there. Um, so he's usually a nine to 12 guy. Okay. Here's my other question now. This is how many times if, if a player's in trouble, are you saying, Hey, just blow it right into the grandstands. Cause you like, you're, like just blow it right into the back of the wall or the, the fans. Yeah. We haven't had that very much. You know, the, the one time I can remember us doing that, uh, 13 at Augusta. Have you, have you guys been to Augusta? I have come okay. a few times. So 13, everybody knows the hole, but they have the patrons going up the right side on the second shot there where you're in between 13 and 14, where to certain pins, that's where you want to lay up. Like those oh. left pins, you can get an angle and you want to hit it up there. And we were trying to hit a layup up there. And I went out and cleared out a good amount of people. And so, so that we had a room over there to do it and it still ended up catching, catching the people and it hit a chair and kicked down into the hazard. Oh. I mean, it was where we were trying to hit it. And that's about the only time I can remember that we were trying to hit it over towards a crowd or a grandstand or anything um, there. And it didn't work out so well. So we kind of figured that wasn't, the way to do things you know try to hit it where you're supposed to and and see what happens quick one with that do caddies do you guys drive through the main the main gate no we do not we walk through a different park and walk through a different gate okay do you go through that like back one that comes out by like 16 and no we go through the front it comes out by the caddy area and the range they built this unbelievable caddy clubhouse when they redid the range the new range right they yep. built this unbelievable caddy area there. Like a lot of the players will come there and eat and the whole thing. It's fantastic. And so it's right on the range. So that's, I mean, it couldn't be more ideal. You know, when your guy's ready to hit balls, he just comes and gets you in there and like the bag storage is there and everything's there. So we don't, we don't really go near clubhouse pro shop area or any of that stuff. You know, we just hang out there and then walk to the first or 10th tee and, and get going. I got you. Cause I've used like three different entrances. I was like, I wonder where the caddies go here. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we go. Yep. 
Or you got any more for go to our segment called questions from the gallery? Well, I, I've got one more before questions from the gallery. Um, Shoot. The live. What are your thoughts? You know, I understand I'm, if you can't say too much. No, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not for or against. I think this thing has become, I understand why it's become very, it's almost like a political divide, you know? Um, but for me, the way I look at it is the guys that want to go, who am I to tell them not to go? And who am I to tell them what's good for their family or what's not, you know? And some of my caddy buddies that have gone, I'm happy for them. They're making a bunch of money. They're happy. Um, it's great. Um, as far as how it is for the game, I don't know. I don't know if it's good for the game or not. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I'm fortunate that, you know, the PGA Tour has done what they've done, but I see I see points on both sides. And so I've kind of just – I'm kind of Switzerland on this one, you know. Actually, Drew, I've got one more. Um, is it – I remember hearing, like, rumblings. Are, is there going to be a caddy union of some sort? at any time or uh, not that I know of we have an association um mm -hmm. not that I I haven't heard anything about a Kenny there was like a movement for that you know a few years back and some things like that but that kind of you know just went away um so I haven't heard any rumblings with that um we've got an association and uh Scott Saginick um one of the caddies heads that up and he does a great job and the tour has just gotten better and better. Like since I came in in 2010 to now, how we get treated and what goes on is just, it's a completely different world. And when you talk to the guys that have been out here for 30 years, they're like, man, it's not even the same ballpark. So we get treated pretty good at most events. I mean, last year, last week we were at Minnesota 3M and they had the option that if we had an afternoon tea time and we wanted to stay for dinner, we could order from the menu, you know, there was the food being served in the clubhouse and everything else took great care of us. So there's a lot more events doing things like that for us. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I heard Jack's turn was always, always like really good to the caddies or was it Jack or Arnie? One of the two. No, they, Arnie's um, was terrible. What's that? Wasn't, wasn't Arnie's tournament terrible. Um, you guys are like mean, staying a, under a like pop-up there tent. There was a time when, you know, when it could have been better, for sure. There was a time when it could have been better. <laughs> it's, we'll it's, just leave it at uh, that. It's definitely stepped it up. The food there the last few years, our parking's good. There's a lot of good things there uh, now. There's very few events that don't do a good job with us. And even the ones now that you look at and you go, man, this could be better. It's better than it was for sure. Um, so, and we don't need a lot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And but some of them go above and beyond. The ones that go above and beyond are like Wells Fargo, Augusta, um, 3M. You know, I'm probably missing a few, but there's some that really go above and beyond. Travel Dude, there's, does an amazing job. There was a couple I went to. I couldn't wait to get to the clubhouse in the morning. Or well, not the clubhouse, but like the caddy barn or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. It's like, man, this is gonna be so good. I don't yeah. know what they're serving, but it's gonna be good. How long did you caddy for? Not long. Not long. Okay. You just like I do a lot of uh, uh, just like private course caddying now. Okay. Right. Uh, not full time or anything like that, but but no, I love it. Yeah. Nice. Okay, let's go to our segment called "Questions from the Gallery," sponsored by Rubber Crow. Rubber Crow was founded in 2021, made out of 100% recycled tires, and has tons to offer. We offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website www.rubbercrow.com. 
or can follow us on social media at rubber.co and can call as well. 306-541-9840. Joe and everyone else out there, think with your head and choose the right rubber. Oh, pretty solid. Before we get going, Joe, Paul Tesori, tell him Paul Tesori thinks he's my good luck charm. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if he told you what that's about, but we played with Webb. I think it was 20 here. And that was when Webb was on fire. Like he got way up there in the world rankings and we hadn't played with him in a while and he played unbelievable. And I was talking to Paul about it. I'm like, wow, that, I mean, this golf is good. And I, I think I sent out a tweet that said Webb Simpson's, you know, in contention for best human on tour and best player on tour at the same time. And we got paired with him again this week here and he shot six under today. So oh, wow. you know, I guess must be something about playing with us here. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Best part about being a professional caddy. Man, there's a lot of good things. Um, the free range balls. <laughs> you're such a weird experiences, man. The experiences, yeah. you know, between the golf experiences and the people you meet and the relationships you, you develop. I, I think that's, you know, the experiences. I mean, my life has been, you know, so far from what you would call normal and uh, been very fortunate for that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Tori. All right. Who's, who's your uh, favorite caddy to be paired with? Um, I, I've got a lot of them, but I would have to go with either Penner that uh, works for Cameron Smith or Maddie Kelly that works for Mark Leishman. They're my two best friends out here. We've been traveling together since I got out here. And so it's always, you're always pumped up when you get to play with them like it best advice you've ever been given man best advice i've ever been given i've been given a lot of good advice (laughs) um man that's a tough one i I can't come up with something off the top of my head um okay what what if we just stuck with golf then best best golf advice for maybe from another caddy you know, Bones told me when I first got out here, Bones said he caddies, he, he basically, you caddy every day as if it's your first. Like, it's never a guarantee. So, like, don't get complacent. Don't start cutting corners. Don't start doing any of those things. You caddy every day like it's your first because you can lose that job at any time. And um, I think that as far as caddying goes, if you do that and you always take care of your business, you're going to be fine out here. I'm, I'm going to ride off that one. I didn't even think of this question until you just said that. What's the most surprised you've been, you've had like of a caddy being fired? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I honestly can't come up with anything off the top of my head. If I can think of something, I will, but. Um, Cause I know every once in a while there's like a I shocker. don't know that it's. You know, I think you kind of like the longer you're out here, you just don't get that surprised anymore. You know, it's, there's always reasons and, uh, you know, and it's sometimes it's as simple as it's gone stale or they just need a change and mm-hmm. they, you know, you could get rid of a great caddy because you just need a change and that's okay. You know, and I think that's part of it. Um, sometimes you just need something fresh in golf and you got to, you know, break out of the cycle you're in. It's like, it's like coaches in every sports really you know, just the message is getting old. Like you need exactly. something, something new. Sometimes they just need to hear it a different way. Yep. You know? 
Joe, has your handicap gotten better than three or has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better than three ever? No, or currently, today. Currently, I'm currently at 2.7. And all my, all my handicap has really done is get worse. It got really bad for a while. I had a little streak a couple of years ago where I got close to a five. I was hitting it everywhere at Whisper Rock and just making six X's all over the place. But uh, yeah, I've progressively gotten worse since I stopped playing. I need to play every day to be any good. I found out. So. Okay. Speaking of Whisper Rock. So obviously, uh, you know, you and Kami play a lot of golf, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what's your best, maybe Kami golf story. Oh, I've got so many. I got so many, but my favorite one is we, we had a, we've done a shadow Creek trip the last couple of years and they've done it around my birthday. We did it uh, around my 40th birthday. And then we just happened to go around the same time this year. And we got into the drinks a little bit after the first night and he was feeling really good about his game. Crazy. And we, I mean, we got to the point I, you know, just talking and I'm like, I'll, I'll bet my house against you if you want. Like I, there's no chance you can beat me straight up tomorrow. And, you know, we kind of were giving it that whole thing and we ended up settling on a number of whatever it was. And it was, it was more than either of us had ever played for, but it was nothing that was going to sting us, you know? And, and he, he killed a bird with the tee shot and hit an iron on a par three into the maintenance shed in one nine holes. I mean, we lost it laughing. It was unbelievable. And Kami's a really good player. I mean, Kami was a yeah. one when I first met him. And he just, he just, he got in a bad place and it was really bad. Needless to say, I, I won the money pretty easily. So was it north of 25? Dollars or hundred? Uh, K. Oh, no, 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 no. It was okay. like, it was like, it was like 500 and then an extra 500 for, okay. uh, for beating. I thought you were talking about like, big dough. I don't, when I play golf for money, I play for, you know, 60 or 80 bucks. We don't sting each other. And like, it's no big deal. And like, you know, maybe if there's some game on like a trip or something, you might lose three or 400, you know, over the course of the trip, but we don't sting right. each other bad. So that was a big one for us. So it went down quite a bit from my house to that. Obviously, I could play for a dollar. If I was playing drew for a dollar, it, it would be the same as a hundred thousand. Like yeah. it don't, I just want to win. No point. There's no point for guys getting bitter or getting worried about money. You don't want to do anything that stings anybody. You just want to get their attention a little bit. That's oh yeah. So okay, um, before you go, Tori, before I lose this question now, cause you, you said three in a row, drew. You said, you, go. Keep going. you said sting, you said um, hurt and leaves. W are those some of your buzzwords that you use as a caddy? Like, what are some buzzwords? I mean, obviously, hockey, we have our own when I coach, but what are some uh, caddy buzzwords you use? When I'm talking to Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we're really covers. Covers is one that people probably wouldn't know. Like, you got a lot of things with covers, cover on bunker, cover on a slope you know, anything like that, that'd probably be something that, you know, people that aren't familiar with professional golf wouldn't talk about. Um, you know, other than that, yeah, leave, you know, but I don't really, you know, we're just, you don't really say like, we're leaving it here. You just say, Hey, you know, keeping it right of this hole, you know, um, short of this hole, that kind of thing. So cover is probably the only one that's like a word the guy wouldn't be familiar with. It wouldn't be just normal vocabulary. Man, I don't know if you do any country club caddying, but you'll have like 
it drives me nuts. A guy will have like 290 into a par five. They'll be like, how far should I hit it? And it's like, well, it's like, fuck, like how far do you want to hit? Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how far you hit it. What do you want in? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, This one is from the only guy who dresses flashier than, uh, than Ricky Fitzy. He's actually playing in the Saskatchewan senior right now. Um, He asked, have you ever wanted to, or almost got in a scrap with another caddy after the round? No, no, I'm not. Fair enough. Caddy brawl. <laughs> Some guys get pretty testy, but I most of the guys out here, most of us get along. I mean, you're with each other every week, man. Like if you're creating enemies out here, it's no good. You're not gonna always want to go get a beer with all the guys, but if you can't get along with them for a few hours playing golf, like you know. No, I found that I, I only did champions tour, but like it's just like everyone knows you're you're just everyone's trying to make money and you just help each other out and yeah. I mean, if we're not winning, I want one of my buddies to win. You know what I mean? Like, yep. pulling for them. And that's just how it goes. Tori, going to the end or what? Sure. Um, you probably won't give an honest answer. <laughs> Who's your least favorite player to get paired with? Yeah, I got to pass on that one. <laughs> I always yep, ask question. Sorry. I got to pass on that one. Fair enough. I got one more after this, Drew. You want me to go first then or what? Fire away. Okay. Joe, uh, I think Kami told me, you guys, you and Ricky both played at Whisper Rock one time, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. What was the number he shot today? Was it something low, low 60s, I believe? Ricky? Yeah. Um, I think the lowest, I've had him at Whisper Rock a few times. I think the lowest I've seen him shoot is 65. 65 or 6. Wow. Okay, this is another question I have. And I, Kami I, doesn't have a great memory. So you have to you have to remember that about him. He's been dinged up too many times. True. <laughs> okay. Not not from hockey. I want to. <laughs> we call him our dumbest friend, by the way. Dumbest friend? Yeah, that's what that's Kami's nickname in our group, our dumbest friend. Okay, I wanna I wanna confirm or deny this, this question because I, I think I was right, but I tend to be way way, way off. When when was the first year you guys played in the Masters? We played in 11. Is it true or false you can't practice before the first your first round if you've never played there before? Uh, no, you can't. You we can. went once we you went get the invite. Early, we actually went on a trip early with Phil that was really beneficial and went around there with Phil. And then, yeah, you, you, you can go. Once you're in the tournament, you can call them and you can get out there and – do a couple trips. Most guys will do a couple trips before even the week of the tournament. Speaking hey, of that, did you, on, did you guys on. take a, a local caddy? We did. Yeah, we took who is actually the first time we went around there, we took uh, Kyle Bradley, who is now out here. Um, well, I guess now he's on lift, but uh, he's been out here for a while and uh, he was very helpful. I, I think that's a huge thing because it allowed me to walk and actually have to take one. You can't go carry your bag. If you're going there before the tournament week, you can't go carry your guys' bags. You have to take one, but it's very, very beneficial because I can walk around, take notes, ask questions, do all that stuff. So those guys around there, you want to pick their brains for sure. The first I hope time. you guys tipped them good. I think Rick took pretty good care of them. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Okay, so I think I saw this is my last part of that question. I saw on the internet, did did Ricky play the Masters Xbox game before he played the tournament? His first one. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that. You should ask me that and then text me one day and be like, is it true or not? I'm pretty sure I saw it. As far as I know, he's not a big video game guy. I've never heard him talk about playing video games, but maybe back then, maybe he did play a little bit. Freaking Reddit. Reddit, I tell (laughs) you. Oh, it's got to be true. Yeah, don't believe the hype. All right, my my last one here, uh, Joe, is have you guys ever had any anything close to a breakup? No, not that I would call. Um, we've gotten into it. We've definitely gotten into it. We've gotten it into to the point where I wasn't sure about the next day, you know, but no, we've always come back and been fine and able to talk about it and do whatever you're going to it in competition it doesn't matter if it's golf or not like you're gonna have those exchanges if you're both competitive and you're trying to win things are gonna go wrong and you're gonna have those moments but we've had very few it's like a marriage you know there's good days and bad a little bit like a relationship that's a bit of a a bit of a two-parter here let let me ask you this has anyone approached you and tried to kind of pickpocket you from him no 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 guys kind of know stay away from that. Um, I know guys were trying to get on his bag when I first came out, you know, because I hadn't been out there. And of course, you know, you see this young superstar and you're going to try to get on his back. So credit to him that he kind of, he stuck with me. It was like, Hey, he knows golf. He knows what's going on. He'll, he'll learn the ropes quick. And um, so he stuck with me early on, but when we had a couple of close calls, there was a few guys trying to get in there for sure. Dude, that's the worst feeling. I remember like when I was hanging out with Sandy for a little bit, like I, I, I would witness guys like three or four hand him their cards on the putting green. It's like, dude, I'm right here. Like, yeah, that's tough. You man. know, it's, it's like someone patting your wife's ass. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, you don't see a lot of that out here anymore. I mean, there's not a lot of that. Agents are really involved with the, with how guys get bags now. So agents will go call guys and say who wants to put their name in that kind of a thing. So there's a lot more of that going on, um, but you don't see a lot of it. It's, from the stories I heard back in the day, just with the money out there and how much more professional it's been. And a lot of guys bring in like college buddies and things like that, that end up being out here for a while. You don't see a ton of it. Got it. Joe, I have two more for you and then we'll, we'll let you go. Um, what's your post round beverage uh, working and then post round when you're playing beer or drink, sorry. Working. I don't drink a whole bunch. I mean, I might have one here or there. Um, you know, if when I'm over in Scotland, I'll have a couple beers, um, things like that. And then you'll have certain nights where, I mean, if I'm going to have a drink, I'm either going to have a, you know, vodka water, uh, with a lemon, or I'm going to have a, uh, Blanco tequila water lemon. Those are kind of mine. Do we just come best friends? Yep. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, hey, last before one. the last one, sure. I have one random, random question. You, you brought up Scotland twice. When, when you guys go to the British, yeah, does the player pay for your flights? That's all different depending on on um, the what you have what you've agreed to. Some guys player pay the flight and then you know give your normal weekly. Some guys the weekly goes up. So it all just depends on what you've agreed to. Just like everything out here, like everybody's kind of on a you know there's a standard, but there's yeah. everybody's on a different deal. Gotcha. 
All right, Joe, uh, we usually finish the podcast of this one. Uh, some advice for a young listener today, you know, obviously with, with your past playing college golf, uh, you know, now working on the tour as a professional caddy, some advice for, you know, a young listener today that, you know, that wants to make it, you know, playing golf or be a doctor or be whatever, um, you know, you've, you've had so much success and we're happy for you and you and Ricky. So, uh, just some advice for them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think preparation and anything, you know, um, is just huge. Like, um, being willing to put in the time, um, uh, being prepared for whatever it is you're going to do and, you know, being passionate about it and just, um, doing everything you can to succeed. And if you do things right and you take care, take care of all the little things, like whatever path it takes you, you're going to end up succeeding at it. Deadly. Love it. Well, there it is. Uh, Joe, man, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best the rest of the week here. Hope we can do it down the road and, you know, get a few more wins under your guys' belts. And uh, we, we had a lot of fun today. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Lost Mountain Distilleries spring seasonal releases are here. They have a ton of great options for this spring and summer, like hibiscus lime vodka, sweet tea vodka, local coconut vodka, and local watermelon vodka. With the nice weather coming, it's time to get out on the patio and enjoy a taste of Saskatchewan from Lost Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. Keep an eye out for the ready-to-drink beverages, raspberry mojito, gin fizz, and mango seltzer, which are coming soon. Can't make it out to the distillery in Lumsden? No problem. Their products are available online or at most retailers across the province. Head to lastmountaindistillery.com to learn more. All right, episode 126 with Joe Scavron. Uh, what a beauty. What a caddy. What a story with Ricky Fowler and him growing up from, I think, one was four, one was nine. The golf uh, foundation or golf academy they had going on. Super cool. Uh, man, more or less, it was a great interview. Tori, thoughts? No, that was awesome, dude. It was actually uh, really, aside from the podcast, it was like more fun for me as just a fanboy, like talking to somebody, asking them just goofy questions and stuff, seeing seeing what life's like with a top player on the big tour. Well, and you guys both had, you know, you, you know, you, you both have similarities. You both, you both caddy, you, you both co- uh, caddy pro. So essentially, uh, you know, he's a great, great dude. He was funny. Uh, even before the podcast, before we recorded and after we were talking, like he's a great dude, man. Like, like I'd love to hang out with him, have a beer or vodka water with him. Like he's just an all around good dude. So, Oh, you just, you just spoiled his, well, no, never mind this post-show. You didn't spoil his favorite drink, but Oh yeah. No, no, he seems so cool. He was so like right when we first got on with him, I was like, that's straight up California. He was just like, Yeah, man. Like just relax as hell. Yeah. Although I would be too when my player makes like a schmill every week. Yeah, he does all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh well we're taking uh Ricky Fowler to win this week. Shocker. Um he's gonna have a big round tomorrow. I just I just texted Joe, I said 65, 66 tomorrow. Get your boys right back into it. Um, Piece of cake. I've been a huge fan of Ricky ever since he got on. As he came on, like when I really, really started watching golf, that's probably what ten years now. Ten. Uh, thirteen. Two thousand nine. Like really got into it. You know him and Spieth and JT. Like 
don't know. Maybe because like I feel like I want to be like those guys, but I also like we know we would do houseboating and go to like, these events. Like we do that as normal people, even though they're normal, but they're doing it while they're professional athletes. So it's pretty cool to see those guys do it, and they're young yeah, stallions. He, he was a stud at Oki State. Um, the speaking orange. of, uh, you. You'd bet on him this weekend. He he's gonna have a good weekend. Money back guarantee. Monday P. Well, but if you're gonna bet on him, we should use. We should use bet ninety nine bet ninety nine dot com or the bet ninety nine app using the code off the hosel one. That's the digit one. Um, bet responsibly. Know your limits. But use this app. It's awesome. You can bet on all sorts of stuff, not just golf. You can do anything on it. But um, after today's round, I would love his odds. I don't have it right in front of me, but he's probably got wicked odds. And like you said, he's going to go 6-6, 6-5, 6-6, take a trophy, get a payout, boom. And then we get Slick Rick on the pod. Uh, we were trying to hope we were stretching that. I hope it wasn't too long. It was at 52 minutes. I hope everyone enjoyed it. We were trying to stretch a little bit just in case Homer came back in the background. <laughs> like we were just like, so trying to underwear you're wearing today. Uh, do you always brush your teeth? Like they just like we wanted to see you go right to left or left to right. And then Max Homa walks in. What's up, boys? That would have been perfect. So maybe Joe will hook us up with Max Homa. Um, but if not, regardless, man, Joe's a good dude. I love to play golf with him. And yeah, overall, great interview this week. I'm happy we got him on. And honestly, huge pump to him. Comes on after a round, like, you know, his day job comes on. He's like, yeah, I'll do it, boys. Pretty sick. Yeah. Short notice. Came he went on. 18 holes carrying a tour bag and then talked to schmucks like us. With 12 golf balls, not 30 like this guy. But, but totally behind the scenes, me and Drew were trying to drag that out as long as possible. <laughs> he said he was staying with Max. We're like, let's let's take this baby as long as we can. I'm going to FaceTime Joe tonight. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I, I told Drew after, like, right when we got done. Actually, not Drew. I told Joe. I was like, man. I was like, boy, I was just waiting for fucking Max to come in. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, Joe liked us, and I think he did. So, hopefully we'll get Max on at some point. But, um, you know, more or less, uh, great interview. Episode 126. Uh, Tori, that's all for me this week. I think that's it all for you. We will talk. Yeah, just thanks everybody for listening. And yeah. uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Oh, all our sponsors. And congrats to Reed Wittrow on winning the two passes to Deer Valley Golf uh, Golf Course. What a place. Two tickets there from us at Off the Hosel. It's a great, uh, great giveaway we did. We'll have some more coming out right away. So stay tuned. There we pictures. go. Oh, Hang on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Break- breaking news. Rick Hallberg maintains his championship at the SAS Senior. <laughs> it is overdone. Rick Hallberg won by two. Mr. Consistency, 72, 73, 72. How are you? He's found the game that he was talking about at PA. Uh, nice work, well, Ricky. He didn't find it. He never lost it. I love it. Okay, Tricky is- Dicky, two down Dicky, Rick Hillstead, little 74, 74, 72 for third place. Just machines out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. The boys were buzzing. Um, good luck to everybody who is going to nationals. I think we usually get a pretty good contingent 
for um, to go to nationals from the senior group. So good luck to everybody and congrats on good playing. Absolutely. Well, to get, uh, you know, maybe get Rick back on the show now again. Uh, after all that, okay, there it is. Episode 126. Uh, Joe Scavron. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Tori will talk to you next week. Everyone else out there, have a great week, weekend. Talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.